You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. My intention is to share with you simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your home, as well as giving you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created this safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversation with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone. This is Jeanne-Marie Penel, your host for The Art of Parenting. And today I am delighted to bring you a guest, a dear friend of mine, Zara Kassam. And Zara and I go back a few years in uh, building our own businesses and kind of keeping tab of what's going on. And she has developed an amazing business called Monty Kids that I'm going to let her share more about it. But I'm just super excited to have her on the show today. So Zara, thank you so much for making time to be here today. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to chat with you about our favorite topic, our shared favorite topic. Exactly, exactly. Early education and Montessori and all those beautiful things. So, uh, Sarah, I'd love to start off just by asking you the simple question of how would you define the art of parenting? Uh, so for me, the and this comes from a place of being a trained Montessori teacher and a mother to uh, two children, um, a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. I think what I've learned along the way is the way that I define the art of parenting is uh, to really to gently guide children to create a life that is right for them, um, and offering a ton of love along the way. Um, so really from a very early age, recognizing who your child is and nurturing their unique talents, gifts, interests. Um, because I really think that people, um, you know, as adults are happiest when they're living in alignment with those things, with who they really are as a unique individual. And this is the type of parenting and education that the Montessori method encourages. Um, one of the directors of one of the, the most well-regarded Montessori schools in the country encourages parents um, when they're enrolling in his school to get comfortable with the possibility that their child could emerge wanting to be a lawyer or a musician. And he reassures them that as long as the child is supported to forge their own path, um, they tend to design a life that feels fulfilling to them. And that's, and that's what I think it's all about. Yeah. yeah and that's beautiful. And, and I love this school director. Wow. I wish, <laughs> I wish they were all like that, right? Yes. <laughs> that's wonderful. So Zara, before we get too involved in our conversation, I would love for you to tell our listeners a bit more about yourself, but the, the business that you have created around early education and really how you came to create this amazing product. Sure. Um, so I'll start with, you know, kind of my backstory is that I have wanted to be a teacher since I was 10 years old. 
Um, and I was very focused on, I had the most amazing teacher when I was 10 and she was really my inspiration. Um, I went on to um, study child psychology at Harvard, did my master's at the Harvard School of Education, got an international uh, Montessori teacher certification at the infant, toddler, and preschool levels. And I thought I would spend my entire career in the classroom teaching preschool because that is really, I was so happy doing that. Um, but things changed and I kind of had the inspiration to start Monty Kids when I became a mom. Um, and the story, basically what happened was I, I had my child, I was really excited to finally have a baby of my own that I could, you know, put to practice all my years of education and learning, um, to give him the best education from birth. And when he arrived, I ended up just feeling overwhelmed with the basics of, of, you know, diapers and feeding and sleep. Um, and I, started feeling worried and anxious that I was not giving him the the best, um, you know, meeting his developmental needs at, at all the right stages. Uh, and I was teaching um, baby and me classes while I was on maternity leave from my preschool. And all of these new parents were coming to my classes kind of with that same anxiety. You know, they were saying to me, we've heard how important these early years are. What are we supposed to be doing with our babies? And I had this aha moment where I realized, you know, as, um, you know, educators, early educators, researchers, everybody working in the field understands that birth to age three is actually the most critical time of a child's development. It's foundational um, for everything they're going to learn later. Um, and yet kids are not yet in school. You know, the school where I was teaching started at three. Most preschools around the world start at three. And parents are kind of left unsupported during this time. And I realized this is a huge problem that during the most formative years of a human being's life, there is an education void. Um, and that was my inspiration to start Monty Kids. And, and what Monty Kids is, it really is, it brings the proven Montessori curriculum, which has been proven out for a hundred years in schools around the world that have this infant and toddler curriculum. There's not a lot of them, unfortunately, but but the ones that do have it have been using it around the world for a hundred years. It's totally genius, widely, largely inaccessible. And so we make it accessible by sending it to the home in a subscription. Um, and it includes Montessori, physical Montessori wooden toys for babies starting at birth that get delivered to the home every three months. Um, and parents get content that guides them through that whole period. And then they have access um, to support from our or child development experts. And that's just on-demand support, any topic related to child development. My goal really was to give children the best education um, from birth and to give their parents the very best support. And you have done an amazing job of it, let me tell you. <laughs> because, uh, no, it's true, you know, just because what you say about how we all, I mean, we all have this kind of this anxiety about, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I really um, supporting their development, especially when you know how important brain development is those first three years? And for me, I just... I go back also to the fact that, you know, you say that as educators, it's true that we, we know 
um, a few things, right? We've, we've learned about this brain development and all this. And this is all information that is never shared with parents who are the first and most important educator in a child's life. So kudos to you to, to really supporting not only the children, but really the parents who are, you know, the, the, the most important relationship at the beginning. So wonderful. And I have, um, you know, I've offered Monty kids to, to friends and family, but last year I had the privilege of opening, helping to open a Montessori school from uh, birth through well, they're going to go through eighteen years. Wow. But this was setting up the, the the first the first, and we set it all up with uh, Monty kids. It was all you know shipped over to the island of Curacao, and it was just beautiful, just unpacking it all. Like you've taken care in just a lot of details. Like it's it's very um, there's a real pleasure in in just unpacking it and setting it up, and then just having that that guidance as to the order and how to present it and the little videos you do are just really, really well, well done. So bravo. It's built with a lot of love. <laughs> so It is, it is. And I remember when you first started, we were, you know, you were in the throes of testing everything because, you know, I would love for you to touch on the, 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 the safety of it because I know how many, you know, labels, like you taught me this of how many labels for babies it always says like it's not safe under right yes and yet and yet you know here they are putting everything in their mouth so you know I, i know you did a lot a lot of testing have i got something special for you today imagine how amazing it would be to get delivered right to your doorstep exactly what you need for your child's natural development Created by my dear friend Zara Kassam, a certified Montessori teacher, Monty Kids provides a subscription-based, comprehensive, and authentic Montessori toy curriculum. I've personally set up homes and schools with Monty Kids toys, and I can assure you that they are of the highest quality and made with lots of care and love for each child that gets to play with them. With your subscription, you also get short video tutorials and guides to learn how and when to properly present the toys to your child. You even have access to personalized support, classes, and a private community moderated by internationally certified Montessori educators. There are eight levels from birth to 36 months. That's three years of engaging, intelligent, and purposeful activities you don't need to worry about. And the best part is you can join at any time. Because we now know how important it is to start early, Monty Kids was created with the mission of helping you support your baby during the most critical years of development. Research shows that Early brain development lays the foundation for all future learning and behavior. So don't delay. Check out Monty Kids on my favorite products page to learn more and get started today. I've also placed a direct link for you in the show notes. Yeah, so when we started, actually, I, I again, I, I couldn't believe that this problem exists, that people you know, this, this gap from birth to three, um, in terms of resources. And, and, and then I learned, um, from the safety testing companies that 
of all toys in the U.S., only 4% are marked safe for children under three. And those, those toys are mostly plastic and stuffed animals. They're not educational. And the safety companies were all telling me, well, you just cannot make these these Montessori things safe for babies. It's it's not possible. And that's why it hasn't been done. And I, you know, for a, a little, I think I, I have for a one week, I felt really disappointed. Well, okay, that's why no one's done it and it's impossible. And then it got me fired up. Like, well, now I want to do it even more. Um, and so we said, yeah, you know, stubborn <laughs> educators. Uh, that's how we think. Um, well, and it's, it, it's you too. I mean, don't tell Zara something is impossible, right? Because it puts fuel yeah. to her fire. So that's perfect. Um, so then we spent... I found a really amazing designer who was actually trained as an architect hmm. and, and I got all the safety manuals and he and I spent three years in my garage figuring this out. I can honestly say we're, we're some of the world's foremost experts on wooden toys for, for children under three, because all the consultants I tried to hire said it was impossible. And so we just figured it out and, um, and, you know, put in the time, um, and now all of our products are safety tested and we know how to build really beautiful uh, toys that work. And, and they work like they've always worked in classrooms for 100 years and they look like that, but they're redesigned to be safe. So that was a big accomplishment. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I know you, you often talk, talk about growth mindset. Um, I would love for you to kind of expand a little bit on that in how this also helps, you know, how these toys that, that, you know, that, that, yes, they are toys, but they are so much more than toys. How does that also help kind of the young child have that growth mindset from the beginning? Yeah. So growth mindset is, is so important. Um, it's, I think it's one of the biggest gifts we can give our children because it's really helping them understand that they can get better at something. Um, and that's honestly that teacher who inspired me when I was 10 years old. I started um, at the bottom of the class in French and she helped me get to the top of the class in French in one year. Wow. Um, and I, I, I think that's why I wanted to be a teacher because I, it was so such a powerful experience. And honestly, having a growth mindset is what helped me push through when everybody told, you know, the safety companies told me this is impossible. Um, and so you know, I think a lot about how to give our children that growth mindset to push through the impossible and to get better at, at whatever they want to get better at. Um, and Montessori does that so beautifully through play because these these wooden toys um, are specifically designed to to meet a child's developmental needs and present just enough challenge to stretch their skills. Um, and so it's not too much challenge that it's actually the child gets frustrated and eventually gives up. And it's not so little challenge that they're bored and they're actually not growing and developing. Um, but the toys are designed just that perfect level of difficulty. And, and we at Monty Kids kind of guide parents through, okay, this is when you present this material and, and when you see this thing, here's when to move on. And so the whole system kind of works together to to help children develop that growth mindset. That and, and, and the fact that a lot of this material is kind of self-correcting where where mm. you don't, you know, but the adult or 
does not need to be there to say, oh, no, you know, try it this way. It's like the, the material itself is going to engage the child to experiment and, and try over and over again until it works, until it fits, until it's, you know, so that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, children in a Montessori setting are learning from their hands-on interaction with the materials rather than an adult telling them, you know, this is how the world works. And when you when they learn in that hands-on way with self-correcting materials and, and they're figuring out their problems, you know, and how to solve them on their own um, in a safe environment, that's, that, that's such a, a powerful way to learn. It is. It is. I'd love for us to, to kind of switch uh, over to what you have seen or felt to be kind of some misconceptions that maybe parents of young children or caregivers have about uh, children at this young of age? Um, so this is, you know, this kind of extends beyond the the young age. And, and I, I think about it in terms of parenting in general, and it's a little bit controversial, but I, I want to say one of the biggest misconceptions that we have is that we know what's best for our children. Mm. Um, and, you know, of course, there's times when that's true, especially when they're young, when it comes to safety, you know, you don't want them to touch the stove because they'll get burnt and they don't know that yet. And, and, and so we have to protect them, but it gets dangerous when we start extending this thinking that we know what's best for our child into, you know, when they're choosing their college or their career path or, you know, their, their spouse even sometimes, you know, we're, we're interfering at that level. Um, it starts to create for a child um, a feeling of, of being disempowered um, and leading to a life that is unfulfilling because they're, they're not staying true to our, themselves. And so this, this idea that we know what's best for our child, um, it starts early. Uh, it, and I, one of the things I love about Montessori is that teachers in the Montessori method are called guides. From the youngest age, we are guiding children and our job is to follow the child. So to follow their interests um, and really to observe closely who that child is, uh, what drives them, and to, for, to help them discover who they are so they can make those big decisions themselves. So it starts with empowering a child you know, from a very young age to choose their own activity from a shelf. Like, you know, we display a few toys on a shelf and we let them choose. Um, in a Montessori home or a Montessori school, we don't, we don't say, you know, now we're going to do an art activity um, or arts and crafts. It's, it's, there's always a choice and, and little choice making leads to big choice making. Exactly. And it blossom. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's when, um, we set them up to to blossom into making their own decisions around their career path, around you know their partners and and the big things, um, and that's how they're gonna end up living a life that is fulfilling because it's true to who they are. Beautiful, beautiful. That that you know, it's true. You know, it's about really letting them choose. It's funny. I I actually um, recorded an episode just recently. Uh, a Q&A around mealtime. And, and it was exactly that. It, it was also about how 
we just need to give them choices and we need to trust that they know what their body needs. So it's kind of the same thing. You know, we, we always think like we know what needs to go in their plate and we, we think we know that they need to eat certain amounts and all of this, but it's like, we have to respect that they also know and they probably know better than us. So, right. And if we've, you know, we're, we're the ones setting up the environment. We, we decide what those choices are from an early And that's how we set them up so that when they're out in the world and all of a sudden there's unlimited choices, they have that practice. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And they know that, that, you know, because we trusted them, they know they can trust themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and how do you feel um, that maybe parents kind of unknowingly hinder their children's natural development other than maybe making too many choices for them is there anything else that uh, you feel you know is something that you see I think um, not recognizing how capable young children are Mm -hmm. even very young babies and that's why observation is such a huge part of Montessori um, because we often assume and you know like you said we talked about in the beginning educators um, who spend time learning about this field, uh, learn about child development and, and, and parents are not given this information. So, so parents don't actually um, realize what a young child is capable of sometimes. Um, And observation is this powerful tool because, so for example, you know, we talk about um, giving children a spoon to feed themselves at six months. Um, And if we don't, do that and present that opportunity, we might never, we might just assume that, that that's not possible and a baby can't do that. Um, you know, or if we don't let a toddler, you know, try to put their own clothes on, we might just be assuming that they can't and not giving them the opportunity again to stretch their skills. Um, so I think sitting back, observing, modeling for our child, and then and then sitting back and allowing them a turn will actually let parents see what their baby is is capable of. And, and oftentimes parents are blown away. We hear from parents all the time. Like, I'm just amazed that my newborn can concentrate for 30 minutes on a mobile or that my two-month-old actually does reach out to grasp a rattle when I pause and hold it out for them, you know, and I wait. Um, so I think that that's a beautiful practice to, to kind of cultivate as a parent. To, to observe. Definitely. I, I know I yeah. work a lot with the families that I work with. We, we practice observation. I mean, I, I remember actually the same training you did of, you know, doing 250 hours of observation was a lot, but it just teaches us so much about the respect of what is going on in front of our eyes and to really you know, when, when you say observation, I just want to, to emphasize that it is really seeing what is happening without, without judgment, without expectation, without, you know, wanting to, to label it or compare it or whatever. It's really just taking in what your child is doing and that's it. Yeah. And it's such a powerful tool because then you know what, you know what to do next. Your child in front of you is, is telling you what they need. Exactly. Exactly. Um, just some, some to 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 get a little personal. How were you raised? How how different do you feel you were raised as to how you're raising your two boys? 
that's a whole episode, right? So I was born in Kenya, in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, my family is originally Indian. I'm mixed Indian and Kenyan. And so just culturally, there was a lot of, um, you know, adults doing things for children. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky that I was the third child. So, you know, at that point, there's only so much you can do because you have two other <laughs> kids to take care of. So I got a little more independence than my brothers did. Um uh, just by virtue of being third in line, but definitely, um, you know, as immigrants, I mean, we moved to Canada when I was young, um, and there's this this mentality of just really wanting your child to succeed in the world, um, you know, a lot of kind of survival mode thinking, and so there wasn't a ton of independence, you know, and like I said, it starts early, like feeding your child, you know, um, when instead of giving them a spoon to feed themselves and, and it extends to kind of, you know, uh, an emphasis on, on choosing the right career path and going to the right college and a lot of, we know what's best for you thinking, mm-hmm. um, which I really appreciate because it's helped me. Um, I mean, I have a great education and I, I credit that to my parents, um, kind of pushing me along a path. Um, but I, you know, I've chosen Montessori for a reason. I really want my children to, now that we're out of survival mode, um, as a, as a family, um, of immigrants, I want my children to be able to have choices. I really don't believe in, um, kind of encouraging my children to think big Um, if that's not what is their inclination, like if my, if one of my children want to have a quiet life on a farm or, you know, I don't know, as an artist, um, I, I would fully support that because this world needs, um, farmers and artists and, uh, you know, some, some people need to have that kind of life in order to be happy. Um, so, you know, I think that that's, that's a privilege that, I have and that my kids have because my parents were able to kind of get us out of, you know, those circumstances and into kind of a place of stability. Mm -hmm. And so from, from what you were saying, I'm I'm kind of hearing that one of the difference is that you're maybe not doing as much for your boys as how you were raised as a young child, where maybe there were a lot of adults around you kind of doing things for you. Yeah, I'm trying to cultivate independence at this age. It looks like not doing things for them. And later on, I think it'll look like kind of letting them forge their own path when they're when they're choosing their their college and their career. Right, right. I know it's funny when you were when when you were saying that I'm reminded of when my son was a lot younger. One day he came home. He says, Mom, when I grow up, I want to be a stay at home dad. Oh, and I just thought like, oh my gosh, yes, I love you. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't know what he will become. He's just in his first year of community college and is really enjoying it. And it's just beautiful to see them blossom into whatever they will be. And if that's, right. you know, if that's what he chooses to do, I'm, I'm a hundred percent okay with it. It's like, that's, yeah. that's his choice. So it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think happiness, happiness is the goal and that's, that's a luxury mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as a goal, but, and then also, you know, I don't want to give the impression that 
when children choose their own path, they choose to be farmers and artists and stay at home dads. And those are like the kind of the, the no, only no, no, no. alternative, like, you know, some people will choose to become journalists and, you know, get to the top. I, th- I really think that when children are given the opportunity to choose their own path, they will best version of themselves making the best contribution that they could to society and whether that looks like a big shiny career or you know just a ton of happiness um without that I think either way that's you know we just want them to be fulfilled yeah and and I know that uh you are an amazing role model to them just in in that you know you've you've been named world changing woman, you've done TEDx, you've been, you know, on on um, the Shark Tank recently and such. So I'm sure that that is to them, it's like anything is possible. Also seeing, you know, mom do all these amazing things. So I hope so. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it does. Or, or, or it intimidates them and go, oh, my gosh, I won't be able to do that. But <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, any, any, any advice that you would have, Zara, to grandparents? I know I get that question a lot from younger parents who, who you know, have an awareness. We now have a lot more information about brain development we can actually see inside the brain you know there's just so much going on that sometimes we are wanting to reevaluate the way we were raised and sometimes we might you know get up against our elders who you know think that this there is only one way and sometimes i like to ask my guests if they kind of have a little elevator pitch to to share with parents as to how we can really bring our elders on board to how we're wanting to parent yeah you know I I when you first asked this question something came to mind so I want to share that but it's not an elevator pitch about (laughs) it's a little different but I I really want to say it because I'm I'm in this position right now you know I have a seven-year-old and a two-year-old and and I'm feeling this so strongly that I want to share it. I would say that everything that that we've said and talked about, you know, applies to, to both parents and grandparents. But what came to mind for me is that I think the biggest gift that a grandparent can give their grandchild is to help take care of that grandchild's parents. Mm. Because the world we live in today is so stressful and overwhelming. I mean, every single parent I meet, whether they're working outside the home or working inside the home, you know, doesn't even matter how old their children are, is they're feeling overwhelmed and stretched. And I, especially, you know, mothers are shouldering a lot um, when, when children are young and there's breastfeeding and, or bottle feeding or staying up at night or diapers. I mean, um, I think giving parents support, food, um, love, guilt-free time away from their kids um, makes them better parents. And that is something that grandparents are uniquely positioned to do and to give, you know, this incredible gift to their grandchildren. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's... That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> that, no, it's true. It's the gift of support. It's really... Yeah. 
you know, I, I have actually um, a course that I that I run called the Parenting School, and I was just talking about to this about to someone about how this would be a perfect gift from grandparents to their to their you know new new parent child to mm-hmm. to give them the support to give them you know kind of that that education and and well so. So yeah, we have we have a lot of grandparents using Monty Kids. They're so incredible. I mean, a lot of them buy it for parents, for their for their grandchildren, for the parents mm-hmm. to use. But then a lot of them just, you know, they're watching the videos and they're doing it with their grandchildren. And I think that's so sweet. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. So um, just to wrap things up, I, you, you just mentioned that you have a seven and a two-year-old. So if mm-hmm. I were to ask you to go back to maybe eight years ago when you were expecting your first son, mm-hmm. what wise words would you have liked to hear or what wise words would you say to that expectant mother today knowing all that you know? Um, I would say be present. Um, don't worry so much about what's going to happen or what could happen. Really like take a deep breath to, to just bring yourself back to the present moment. Because if we're focused on that and not the stories of, of what happened or could happen, if we actually just get into the moment right now with our child, it's, it's pretty wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned this, you know, I learned this the hard way with my first child because I had a lot of stress and a lot of worries. Um, and then, you know, it's it's a gift to have a second child because it, you realize how quickly it all goes. And, um, and so I've been doing that more and it's definitely made my parenting so much more joyful. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's <laughs> wonderful. Just being present. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's true. You know, we, it sounds so simple, but it's not that simple and, and uh, but so, so important. So, so beautiful. Yeah, I'm actively reminding myself on a daily basis, take mm-hmm. a breath and just get present here with yeah. your, I mean, it's, it's a, it's definitely not something that comes easily, but, um, but it's, it's so rewarding. Yes. Wonderful. So, uh, yeah, at our closing, what are some, you know, a takeaway that you want our listener to remember from this conversation? If there's one thing you want them to really remember. Um, you know, I kind of want to go back because I got I got excited talking about how we can support parents and how overwhelming it is these days to be a parent. And um, and I, I think the takeaway that I'm learning, you know, it's, it's an active learning process is how important it is to, to show our children what it means to take care of yourself. Because we know that children don't learn from listening to our words. They learn from watching us. And the rates of depression in children and adults is rising. The rates of loneliness are rising and there's, you know, there's tremendous negative effects on health. Um, and I think, you know, for children to see what it looks like to take care of yourself. So if we are making time for friendships in our lives, for exercise that, that we actually enjoy doing, um, for time in nature or time to just do nothing, um, you know, there's actually, a, there's a lot of guilt around those things as a parent. You feel 
bad, whether it's society conditioning, whatever, there's, there, there can be guilt in, in taking time for yourself, but it's really modeling wellness for your child. And that is a tremendous gift that we can give them at this time when, when so many people are unwell. Um, Plus, when we feel better, we we're just better parents. So that's yes, and it is it is so important to to model that whole self care piece to our children, so that they can take good care of themselves. That's wonderful. Yes. And and tell us a little bit about how our listeners can learn more about you and your work. Uh, so montykids.com is our website. Um, we're on Instagram at Monty Kids, and I'm on Instagram, Sarah Ikasam is, is my name. Um, and we have a gift for your listeners, which is um, an ebook uh, called Seven Montessori Ways to Support Your Baby's Learning. And that is a free gift for, for people to download. And I, I think you'll have the details. for Yes, yes. All, all those links will be in the show notes um, to be able to reach out to Zara and her wonderful team and just learn more about Monty Kids. Well, Zara, this has been wonderful. I'm so glad that we made the time for this conversation. And I hope we'll have many more. And I wish you, this is uh, the day before Thanksgiving here in the U.S., so wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to all your listeners. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Parenting. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your loved ones. I'd also be grateful for a review on iTunes so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.